How many Herods are there in the New Testament? When you're reading your Bible, you'll see that the name Herod is mentioned nearly 50 times in the New Testament, but it's important that you understand that Scripture is not speaking of just one man. Herod the Great and his lineage feature prominently in the history of ancient Judea. In fact, the well-documented period of influence that these rulers had helped serve as reliable chronological markers when dating the events recorded in the Gospels in the book of Acts. Their prominence in both secular history and within the biblical narrative makes understanding the history of the Herodians important to better understanding New Testament times. So here's a brief overview of the different Herods that you're going to read about in the Bible. Let's deal first with Herod the Great. Now, Herod the Great was a ruler of Judea during the Roman period, and despite being of Edomian descent, which means he's from Edom, which is south of the Dead Sea, Herod became appointed as ruler by the Roman authorities. The fact that he was a non-Jew, along with his notably cruel manner of ruling, made him largely distrusted and resented by the Jewish people. Herod will remain infamous for his cruelty in slaughtering the children of Bethlehem. Scripture records, Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. That's recorded for us in Matthew chapter 2, verses 16 to 17. Even so, He also managed to contribute in some positive ways to Jewish culture. He was responsible for strengthening Jerusalem's defenses, erecting a harbor city dubbed Caesarea, and even for rebuilding the temple. However, his massive building projects did not manage to improve his public image as they were funded through burdensome taxes. This continued practice of taxation contributed greatly to the Jews' disliking of tax collectors, who were seen as traitors for their service to the Herodians and ultimately to the Romans. Now, after Herod's death, his sons, Archelaus, Herod Antipas, and Herod Philip, would split control of Palestine. Two of these sons, Archelaus and Herod Antipas, are seen several times in the course of New Testament events. Herod Archelaus lived from 23 BC to 18 AD. And now as an ethnarch, which is a non-king in charge of an ethnic group of people in a region, Archelaus was in charge of Judea, Samaria, and Idumea. However, Archelaus did not remain in power for long. He only held his post from 4 BC until being deposed in AD 6 when the Jews requested that Caesar Augustus replace him. Even so, Archelaus did influence the history of the New Testament. It was fear about his reign in Judea that prompted Joseph, Mary, and Jesus to live in Galilee rather than in Judea. We read, But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. Matthew 2, verse 22. Next, let's look at Herod Antipas. He was born before 20 BC, lived to 39 AD, and Herod Antipas became the Tetrarch of Galilee and Perea from 4 BC to AD 39, meaning he was one of four appointed regional rulers. He's seen in the New Testament to have been rebuked by John the Baptist for taking the wife of his half-brother, Philip. We read, For it was Herod who had sent and seized John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death. But she could not, for Herod feared John, knowing he was a righteous and holy man, and he kept him safe. When he heard him, 
He was greatly perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. Mark 6, verse 17 to 20. Antipas ultimately had John beheaded to fulfill an oath sworn to his daughter, which we read about in Mark chapter 6. And he later worries that Jesus is actually John the Baptist back from the dead, which we see in Matthew chapter 14. Despite that misunderstanding, the Gospel of Luke records that Herod Antipas was interested in seeing Jesus perform a miracle, and he was pleased to have Christ brought before him by his accusers, which is recorded in Luke chapter 23. However, Jesus performed no miracles nor answered any questions and was sent on to Pontius Pilate. Antipas was not a strong ruler, and he was eventually exiled to modern France, which was then known as Gaul. Well, now let's look at Herod Agrippa I. He lived from 12 BC to about 44 AD. The Herodian line was carried on by Herod Agrippa I and II. Herod Agrippa I was the grandson of Herod the Great, and he also took the name of King Herod. His corruption actually landed him in prison in Rome, but his friendship with Caligula restored him to power. Agrippa sought to maintain good standing with the Jewish people, ultimately gaining the respect of both the Sadducees and the Pharisees. He appears in the New Testament in Acts chapter 12, verses 1-3, through 3, when he has James killed and Peter imprisoned. He's eventually struck down for failing to give glory to God. On an appointed day, Herod put on his royal robes, took his seat upon the throne, and delivered an oration to them. And the people were shouting, "'The voice of a god and not of a man!' Immediately, an angel of the Lord struck him down because he did not give glory to God, and he was eaten by worms and breathed his last. Acts 12, verses 21 and 23. What about Herod Agrippa II? He lived from 27 AD to 100 AD, and once old enough, Herod Agrippa II took power from the corrupt procurators holding his place. He would actually be the last of the Herodians to rule over Palestine, and he died around AD 100. Seen in Acts 25 to 26, it is Agrippa II who famously remarks to Paul, In a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? To which Paul replied, Whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also hear me this day, might become such as I am, except for these chains. Acts 26, verses 28 to 29. Agrippa II found no fault in Paul worthy of his imprisonment and remarked that he could have been let go if only he had not appealed to Caesar to make his case. So all told, there are five men who are referred to as Herod in Scripture. That's six if you count Herod Philip being mentioned simply as Philip in Mark 6, 17. Herod the Great and his lineage greatly influenced the political and social landscape of this period and contributed to the history of Judaism and the events of the New Testament in many ways, often negatively. Understanding the influence each of these prominent rulers had allows us to better understand the framework within which Jesus lived and preached. So there's a quick overview of all the different Herods that you're going to read about in the New Testament. Well, I hope that was helpful. If you'd like to review any of that information and and see some paintings and other images associated with the Herodian rulers, visit reasonabletheology.org slash Herod. Thanks for watching.
Thanks again for listening. If you enjoy the Reasonable Theology podcast, go to reasonabletheology.org slash subscribe and get the weekly email. Each week I send out the latest article or podcast episode, and each email also includes a helpful definition to expand your theological vocabulary, a beautiful painting depicting a scene from scripture or church history, a musical selection to enrich your day, as well as the best book deal I've found that week to add trusted resources to your library. Try it out at reasonabletheology.org slash subscribe.